Welcome back to the Jacksonville Jaguars and Drag Show Hour. Of course, the only podcast talking about all things Jacksonville Jaguars and drag shows. Uh, I just want to make it clear once again, these are not drag shows related to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are not related to the drag shows. It's just a it's a two topic podcast, and I'm getting a lot of angry emails and calls and people that are mad and confused, and they seem to think that the the show is about the intersection of the. It's not. It's usually thirty minutes on the Jacksonville Jaguars coaching staff and whatnot. And then another 30 on drag shows, drag brunches, drag book reading, stuff like that. Sometimes happening in the Jacksonville area. That's what we try to do. We try and find shows that are happening near the game. But no, we've they've never really had an intersection. We've tried to get people from the Jacksonville Jaguars, some players to come on the pod and talk about what they think about drag shows and... Um, they're very confused by the idea, and they don't like it, but it's not illegal to just have a podcast about them, so you're, you know, you're, you, you, we can do this, but they don't get it, and they don't like it. I have tried to have drag queens come on the show to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they don't want to do that. Either they also don't want to come on the show to talk about drag. They don't want to come on the show. Nobody on either side wants to come on the show. I didn't expect this to be a solo podcast, but we are on episode, I think, 36, and I have not been able to get a single guest that is either a drag queen or a current member of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. Um, I reached out to the equipment manager. He's a nice guy. His name is Adam Sandler. No relation, just a coincidence. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't want to do it. I also think he got mad because I mentioned the name thing and he didn't, I don't, whatever. Um, talked to another, uh, drag queen. Uh, her drag name was Adam Sandler. Um, for some reason that's, you make up your own drag names, but that drag name she said is still not related to Adam Sandler, which is weird that she would make up. I don't know. Sometimes they do puns with the drag names. I don't know why she went straight for Adam Sandler. But that's not what that's not what the queen that queen does. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry once again. Tried to get some guests on, and uh, you know nobody wanted to come. So it's just me again. Uh, I've spent I don't know. I want to say eight thousand dollars on this podcast so far. Um, I mean the lights I have were uh, the actual lights that Scorsese used in The Irishman. It's not just the same brand and model. It's the exact ones from the studio. And as they each cost me, I don't know why I said it's, it's 60. I, they cost me about 30 grand each. Um, and they're, they do much. It doesn't really, the lighting's not good actually on the pod. So I think, I, I don't know if I got the wrong ones. The camera we're using is a film camera from 1940. And then I do a lot of work on on the computer to make it look like it was just filmed on an iPhone. Um, this studio is actually, it's not, a, it's not my studio apartment. It's actually, it's a studio, but I made it to look like a real, not yet decorated studio apartment. Um, I don't know. I thought that would be good for the, for the podcast. This, this is an Electrovos RE20, but it's actually different because uh, this is all gold. And then it was painted over with the signature matte gray. 
but I don't know. I've spent a lot of money, and I'm the fucking the Jaguars don't want to come on the podcast. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I've been, I'm trying to figure it out. Please, I really am glad that we're getting six hundred thousand views an episode, and it's only episode thirty six. But it, I do understand that a lot of you are are not getting what you want out of the podcast, and you really like the premise. But I might be realizing that I'm not able to really keep up the the theme because none of the people will come up. Some people have some people have suggested maybe doing a Chicago Bears and improv actors uh show, which could be a good idea because there's a lot of good improv in Chicago. So hopefully there are improv shows happening near the game. But once again it'd be the same thing. It would be a split thing. I've I I've looked into it though, you know, Gale Sayers and and Guys like that, uh, everybody on the Chicago Bears, as far as I know, has never done improv. Um, so I don't know if that's going to work either. And yeah, I, I don't know. I feel a little in over my head. I'm sorry that most of the podcast is not about the Jacksonville Jaguars or drag queens uh, because I just don't have any guests or, or really stuff to say about them. Um, so I usually just kind of talk about what I've been up to. And once again, thank you so much for uh, 12 million subscribers and, you know, 10 million views an episode. That, you know, that, that pays the bills, definitely. Um, but I, I do understand that at a certain point I am going to need to deliver the actual premise of the podcast. And so that's something that we are definitely, we're working on it. Um, but it's tough. I have 15 people on the team. You know, I don't know. I've started a podcast network, but it's all based off this podcast, which hasn't technically really become what it's supposed to be. So I'm sorry about that. I uh, just, and I know I say this every episode, you know, but I mean it this time. I do. Um, but anyway, that's, that's enough about the premise. Let's cut to the chase. Yes, I'm not going to talk about either of the Jacksonville Jaguars or Drag Queens this episode because we don't have a guest. We don't have anything to say about it. It's the offseason in football. I don't really keep up with the drag community enough. So, I don't know. I went to Boston recently, though. I'll talk about that. Uh, I went to uh, I went to my stepdad's uh, beach cottage, uh, which is quaint. Very quaint. It's uh, two rooms. I had to sleep in the loft because my aunt came. And... Um, it's weird because uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding really like douchey and snobby about stand-up and comedy. But you get to, and comedians say this all the time, and I kind of hate hearing them say it, but it is, it's very true where, uh, you know, we make jokes all the time and it's just sort of a given that that's a part of conversation and it's just how I connect with people. You know, I don't really like to connect with people by just talking to them not that I don't that's the right way to connect with people is to just have a conversation get to know them be genuine and honest and that's how I should speak to people I like I think a great way to connect with people though that I like to do a little more is if we could laugh together so I tell a lot of jokes you know what I mean and I was just in Boston I was actually in in Whitehorse Beach which is in the lower Cape Cod area um not Martha's Vineyard but there's still rich people there but I was there, and there's no, you know, my girlfriend wasn't able to come, and none of my comedian friends were there. Well, actually, my friend Dan was. I hung out with him one day, but for the most part, I was just hanging out with just regular folk, 
calling a folk is so douchey, but I let, let's cut to the chase. I fucking it was out of my mind bored with just the fucking conversations and how you have to just, hey, I got a boat, and then you got to ask about boats, and you ever just in a place where everybody you talk to, you don't really have anything to say about what they're saying. And I, my problem is, is like, every guy in Boston acts a certain way, and I don't act that way, and I don't sound like them, and I have gay hair. So they meet me, and they're like, oh, you're from L.A., they think I'm a douchebag, and, and I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, I'm not a douche. I like to get fucked up. We can be friends. But then also, I have all these hateful, judgmental thoughts of them for no reason, because they're better people than me. But it is funny when you're like, I don't want them to think I'm some L.A. douchebag. And then you go home, you go back to the cottage, and you, you don't go out or hang out with people, and you write jokes about them. And you're like, oh, I'm totally a douchebag. I'm, I'm not nice at all. I am totally who these people think I am, you know? And I don't know. I, there's a certain way of speaking in Boston, as there is everywhere. But people fall into it young. That's what's interesting to me. It's like once a, once a dude reaches the age of 14, he takes on a sort of Massachusetts personality that is the same as a, like a 50-year-old man. And you just ride that personality out for the rest of your life. And it's just... It's you're really good at greeting people. Guys from Boston are maybe the best in our nation at saying hello. You know, because it's, hey, kid, how are you? Hey, kid. They say, hey, kid. Whatever. Lovingly, though. It's not like buddy. It's not demeaning in any way. It's very warm. And then they ask you about something you own. You go, how's the fucking boat? You got that outboard motor on it. And then... And then you respond with something like, yeah, man, I'm fucking kicking shit, you know, kicking these fish's ass. Fuck yeah, buddy. And there's kind of nothing being said. And it's not, I'm not calling them dumb. I'm stupid. Okay, I want to make that very clear. But that's how you speak. And it's weird because I would, I was meeting a lot of my stepdad's sort of family and family friends. And I, I met like a 14-year-old. A we were on Whitehorse Beach. He's like, oh, God, I'd love to get married on Whitehorse Beach someday. I'm like, what the, f why do you act like this? Why do you all act like this? You just fall into it. But that's a, that is, I think, how most people are. And I think it's, I know there's a way of acting that I've fallen into that I'm just not really aware of. I think it's just more prominent out there and in certain places where it's sort of like once you reach the age where you're not a child, you just start acting the way everyone else acts and then you can communicate with them in that way. And people that don't communicate in that way, they will, they're very nice about it. You know, they're very nice to me, but I was the faggy California guy, and I think I did seem snooty and kind of unlikable. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's tough where you're like, I really don't want to be a dick, and I don't want to be like, oh, I don't care about these people. But then you did you talk to, I don't know. It's just like, I'm not good at having conversation. And then like, you know, the way Boston women talk is like, they they ask you how you're doing, and then, you know, if they know you... They'll bring up somebody they know, and they explain how they know them, and then they will say something horrific that has happened to them or that they're doing, and then after that, they bring up something positive in that person's life, which is not really related, but is kind of meant to act like everything's okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, oh, do you know Cheryl, Maureen's daughter? Yeah, so she's she's a stripper now. 
but she's learning Spanish, so that's good, you know. Do you know Mikey? He's Mike's son. Little Mike, yeah. He, all of his fingers, gone. All of them, the factory accident. But he's a substitute teacher now, so those, that's good. You know, and it's like, stuff. it's a lot of that. A lot of the jokes that are made are only about real things. And that's, I just need to get better at talking to people. That's really the point of everything else. I'm just not good at talking to people. I think I, I can be, but if I don't take enough interest, you know, then I'm not, then I'm not a good hang. The problem is a lot of the bits, I hang out with my girlfriend all the time, and all we do is just do bits to each other. And the bits are just like we're going down the street and there's like four dogs, and I'm like, what if I just kicked all these dogs? And she's like, that'd be kind of funny. You know what I mean? You're just like making up things that aren't happening. And sometimes it's like, how crazy would this be? Or whatever. And if you do that to anybody that's not like a dumbass comedian, they don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you just bring up any kind of like, yeah, what if we like, you know, fucking, I don't know, whatever. What if we did something crazy in this restaurant? They'll just be like, well, why would you do that? You know, which is a natural way to respond to that. And I think I've been hanging out with just too... I've hung out with too many comedians. I've made too much of my life comedy. To the point that when I meet people, I can't actually be... And it is funny, because they'll be like, oh, you do stand-up. And I can tell they don't think I'm funny. And they don't say it, but they kind of want to be like, how do you do... You're not funny at all. And I want to be like, some people think I am, but you definitely won't. I'll give you that. You know, maybe if you saw my set, you'd like a couple of the jokes, but it's not, what's funny to me is going to bum everyone out at this dinner party. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't going to, going to work, but I don't know. And it's like, uh, I was really interested. I think I might've mentioned this on the last podcast is I was really interested to see the Bud Light situation politically, because if you don't know. They put uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans woman, they they uh, they had her in an ad campaign. They put her face on a can, and that was viewed by many Americans as, uh, I I don't know, the same as putting, like, Osama bin Laden on a can. Like, it really bothers them, uh, which is weird, because I've, you know, this, why do you, it's beer. I don't understand... It's you know it's weird to me. It's like the reason they don't like it is like well it's it's shoving. They're shoving it down our throats. That's always what they say. They say they're shoving it down our throats, and it's like well it's a, it's an advertisement. They're not forcing you to do anything. You're you're not even really supporting what they're doing if you drink the beer. Really, you're just drinking the beer. But that perspective doesn't fully make sense to me because they're like they're shoving it down our throats, and it's like okay if you feel that way, then that means that you're really taking this company in an ad campaign like seriously like a company's ad campaign you can completely ignore and just not care about it because it's just a hollow marketing plan bud light i don't think they've donated money to lgbtq people no they used one they they practically exploited one for marketing purposes like that's not progressive at all and that's why i as a as a member of the community, whatever, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, that's not helping anybody. Cool, I guess. But it's not like, like, if the side that's like, this is so amazing that they did that, they're just as much of idiots as the other side that's like, I can't believe they did this. Because, like, why are you taking it seriously? But I was interested to see how the people out there would be would feel about Bud Light. And I'll tell you what, a lot of Sam Adams, a lot of cores, no Bud Light. 
we were the only beach house that had Bud Light, which is crazy now that you can drink a Bud Light and you are taking a stand. I took like 14 stands on the beach. I protested all day. Every drink was just marching. It was like Stonewall, but I was just throwing cans of beer at fish, you know? Um, but I was drinking a Bud Light. My stepdad was drinking a Bud Light. His insane cousin walks up and is like, oh, you're drinking a Bud Light to my stepdad. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And he gave her, anybody that's an adult and knows how to read social cues, what he said is, I know you have a strong opinion about this. And I don't want to hear your opinion about this. So what I'm going to say is, yeah, I don't really care about all that stuff. To tell you, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to have this conversation. And she got that. And then instead of just being quiet, she just kind of turned to my mom and then just sort of continued what she was going to do anyway, which is enter into an insane diatribe about how trans stuff is being shoved down people's throats and then immediately involving kids and because that's the thing they all think they're pedophiles which is confusing to me they're just around kids sometimes sometimes they read books to them it's not it's not the same as being a pedophile but she started with the bud light she was like yeah you're the only other person i've seen drinking bud light on the beach and and then steve was like yeah i don't care and she was like ah well you know, a lot of people do care, which is her way of saying, I have nothing going on in my life, and so I think this is pretty important. Um, and then started talking about how trans stuff is being shoved down her throat, talking about how she has a 14-year-old daughter, and they got a reading list, and one of the books on the list was about trans people, and then she was like, so they have four options, and one is trans. So only three options, that, and I'm like, you, even you explaining the math of this still does not support your argument. You're saying a quarter of the reading list out of four was about trans people, and you feel that that's shoving down... Even statistically, that's not being shoved down your throat. To have, you know, four... It's a pretty small community, so it's like to have a quarter is pretty big for them most of the time. You know what I mean? But she's talking about how her daughter's... Uh, who's 14, by the way, okay? She's not like a baby. She's a young kid. But she's not like five. They're, they should be exposed to new ideas. She said, she was like, my, my daughter's teacher mentioned that she was bisexual, which I do not think is appropriate. And it's like, well, were they reading a book about it? And did the teacher, like every teacher in the world, maybe bring up some real life experience to sort of help elucidate the point? Is that maybe what's happening? Like, if, if a black teacher is 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 having the kids read, like, a Toni Morrison book, wouldn't it make sense for them to talk about how the things in the book are real in their own life, and that would help the kids understand that? Like, was that a certain... Like, it was so weird, where it's like, yeah, obviously, if, if, the, if the teacher's in there just opening up the show with, hey, I'm bisexual, and then getting graphic with it, yeah, that's not okay. But it's like, what do you? What really happened? Was the teacher teaching and using a bit of their own life? It's also just, it's so funny to be like, God, my 14-year-old daughter, who is completely unaware of sexuality, should not hear about this. You're like, you just, 
I'm sorry to break it to you, but your daughter probably wants to fuck another kid in her class, okay? She's still a kid, but she's not a baby. It's puberty. Sexuality is, she's aware of it. She's well more than aware of it. And you need people to coddle them or something? What if the teacher came in and mentioned that she got married to her husband? Is that fine then? Or is he shoving straight stuff down her throat? And it's just like, the whole time it's like, she's like, she's like, I do a lot of my own research. I go down rabbit holes. And I wanted to stop her and be like, okay, if you're trying to make a point about how this is a real thing and it's bad, don't use the term rabbit holes. Do you understand that a rabbit hole kind of implies and also kind of a mental spiral that you're going into, that you're going deeper and deeper into probably unsubstantiated news sources and 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 trying to confirm your biases? She was like, social media is influencing these kids to be trans. And I'm like, you are... Definitely a menace on Facebook. I guarantee you drop your kids off at school and you go home and you get on a desktop computer and you just you just fight. You just fight all day. And then you pick your kids up at school and you make them afraid of a battle that does not really exist. Sorry, I thought I heard my phone buzzing. But... And it's just, it's just funny because it's like, this lady, let me say this lightly, she looked like shit. So it's like, why are you so worried about the trans community when you are falling apart? Have you looked in a mirror? You don't take care of yourself. And you're worried about people, like, one of the smallest groups of people in the world, percentage-wise. You're worried about them and what they're doing. Have you seen a trans person? How many trans people have you seen? You live in western rural Massachusetts. Where is this being shoved down your throat? Oh, wait, is it because you go online and all you do is Google trans, 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 and then Google goes, I guess they love trans stuff, and now you that's your whole news feed because you created an algorithm of it, and you go, I just see it everywhere. It's like the guys that go online and they're like, man, TikTok is just a bunch of naked kids, and you're like, well, you made that happen. It's an algorithm that responds to you. It's the same exact thing. They're like, this stuff is just everywhere now. I'm like, well, how do you... I'm pretty sure you're typing certain words into a computer on a daily basis. Which is funny because, like, people that don't like trans people are probably Googling the same stuff as trans people. You know, it's just like, how do people transition? What's this surgery like? What's the percentage of people? How old are people when they usually transition? What's the percentage of people who go back? So then Google's like, I guess this person's trans. Like, Google probably just thinks that all of these transphobes love trans stuff and so they're like i guess we'll throw it in the news feed and then every time they go on google the first news thing they see is gonna be something about trans people and they're like they did it again and it's like no you're creating a world that is this is not a battle that exists and it's so funny because she was like you know there's a new law in california that if you don't affirm your child's gender child protective services will take your child from you now i have not looked this up what i assume happened because she said this happens in divorce cases. So what I assumed happened is there was one 
custody trial. And in the course of that custody trial, abuse by one parent was alleged. And it was probably a long list of different abuses. And I'm sure in that list, they also mentioned the fact that the parent did not affirm their child's chosen identity. And they won, and the other guy got custody of the child, which then technically sets a legal precedent that not affirming your child's gender can be considered abuse. But she just hears some guy in the Senate wrote up a bill and brought it to the floor and got it passed that that's abuse. And that's what she thinks all California senators and, and government officials are doing is just writing stuff of like, if you're not trans, we get to burn you. And it's like, lady, you are worried about like a custody case for thousands and thousands of miles away across the country. And you look like shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's also, she's talking about these insane legal precedents or laws, whatever she wants to make up and call them. She's talking about all this stuff. And meanwhile, the Supreme Court just ended affirmative action. And they also allowed businesses to discriminate on the basis of like religion or political, like businesses can just discriminate against anyone they want now. We just brought back discrimination, just brought it back. And, and those laws can be used against her like easily. Like she could not be allowed into a coffee shop because she's a transphobe. You know what I mean? Like easily they could put a sign that says, if you don't like trans people, you can't come here. And now boom. And she's not even talking about these laws. She's talking about stuff that like, I don't know. It's just so funny because like they don't trust any news sources. So they just get in online communities where some guy named Bill who has a profile picture with sunglasses on is like, you hear this? And then they're like, oh my God. I love that. That's all these QAnon people, like their pieces of news are always really specific, random, like one-off events. They're like, did you hear? There's a girl at a school in Ohio saying she identifies as a shark. That's the entire world now. That's everybody. That's every single kid in the entire world except mine, and I am waging a battle. So he's like, you know there's like bigger stuff going on all the time. And they're like, well, there's bigger stuff going on underneath this. And I'm like, there's not. There's not. Some kid went to school and said they feel a certain way. Why do you give a fuck about... Why do you care? You look like shit. You are so ugly and out of shape. Do something about it. Because you're bothering everybody on the beach, okay? You're mad about what people are doing with their bodies? You're doing nothing with your body. I can see the couch imprint on your back, okay? You laid on the couch for so long, you look like you have a wicker basket on your back, all right? You're a goblin. You are a sea monster. You're worried that people are growing their own tits. What is wrong with you? They have much more beautiful tits than you will ever have, you absolute goblin. If you were hot and in shape, I would still hate you, but I'd be like, they got their shit together, though. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I don't agree with them, but, like, they look great. It's crazy when people try and talk about how other people live their lives when they obviously are not... Li like, she looked like fucking... What's her name? Miss, uh, not Pearl from SpongeBob, but the driving teacher. 
I forgot her name, but she's just a big bubble. The lady looks just like that lady. She looks just like her, and she's mad that some kid is identifying as a woman. That's like, can you do that math for me? You know what I mean? I don't know. You got to be good looking enough to just shit on other people, and I'm better looking than this lady, so I'm allowed to. And to me, that is, uh, that is my bar. That is how I measure things. That is how I know things. But, um, I don't know. It was, uh, it's okay. I just, it is sad that people don't drink a beer. I was talking to a guy. He said he drank Bud Light for 53 years. He's like 70, 73 now. He said he drank Bud Light for 53 years. And now he doesn't. And it's like, just, but you like it. You know, it's like, but you like it. But you like drinking the beer. It, it The beer didn't change. The packaging changed. But the beer didn't. The beer's the same. The beer's not trans. The beer's still beer, okay? The beer doesn't have hormones in it now. It's just beer. And guess what? You never even saw one of those cans. You only saw an article that was a probably conservative reaction to that can existing. You never even saw it. Your own people, the people on your political side and your ideological viewpoint, they shoved it down your face. Because there are people that are trying to make money off of you. And so they write articles about stuff that they know will make you mad. And you have people like Tucker Carlson shoving it down your face. If if you if you see, I know there's graphs out there that'll that'll show you how much Fox talks about trans people and how much CNN talks about trans people. And I can guarantee you, Fox is probably talking about trans people like twenty to thirty percent more than CNN is. They're the ones shoving it down your throat. Nobody, there's okay. Not every trans person is asking to be on a national stage for the way they live. They do one thing. You guys go crazy, and you shove it down each other's throats, and then you all throw up in the same bucket, and you drink it because you're stupid, and that's why you look like shit. I don't know. And, like, I don't get angry about people having opinions that I think are hateful and, you know, stupid. I don't really get angry about it. I don't really waste my time being like, ah, but I do, I don't like them, but I don't usually care. And I don't start fights because I know I can't change these people. They're deep in this Facebook practical QAnon thing. So I don't care, but it, it does piss me off because we were on the beach on July 3rd, which is when they celebrate July 4th. So really the context was kind of like it was July 4th. You know what I mean? We're on the beach. You're holding a beer. I'm holding a beer. And you're talking about how your children are in danger. Hey, pig. Nobody gives a fuck about your stupid fucking daughter, okay? Nobody gives a shit about her life except you. So stop coming and telling me that her life is in danger from people that you've never fucking met okay chompers huh can you do that 
10,000 leagues under the sea, you freak. Shut up. You're so ugly. Stop talking about trans people. It doesn't make sense. And once again, I'm not saying if you're hot, you can be transphobic. I'm just saying it adds a little credence to the I don't like what other people do with their bodies argument. When you look good, at least, I'm not going to listen to you, but you had a better basis. Because right now, fucking Free Willy's beaching herself, gasping for air, talking about how her kid's in danger. Shut up. You look like shit. That's what, I don't know why that part just gets to me, but it just does. Because it was just, she had one of those bathing suits that, uh, she really looks like the driving instructor in SpongeBob. You know those bathing suits that, that big ladies wear, where it's like, it's like a one piece, but there's also like a tutu just around like the crotch area because, because they're embarrassed of it. You know what I mean? And you want to look at her and be like, well, you're not comfortable in your own body, are you? You know, you could change that by going to the gym and you'd feel better about yourself. These people are doing a similar thing, except they didn't cause the problem like you did. Honey bun. You know what I mean? They were born in the wrong body. They got to fix it. You were born in the right body. and You made it the wrong body because you're a slob. And you should fix that before you talk shit about them. Okay. Miss Piggy over here on a diatribe about the socio-political state. Shut up. You talk to some people and you're like, do you know, when did you, why do you all think that you're the ones to talk about this? Stop talking about how much you know. I'm listening to you. You don't know anything. You know what groups you're around want you to know. She was like, I watch detransitioning videos. And... And those people are unhappy. And I'm like, well, yeah, I bet if I transitioned and then I didn't feel comfortable, I would also be unhappy. But do you know that that is like, like, like such a small, it's like less than 5%, I'm pretty sure. I think way, it might be less than 1% of trans people detransition. Do you know that? Do you know the actual community of trans people is like less than 1% of the entire nation? You're talking about like four people right now. And you're acting like this is the nation's greatest fight that's ever lived. I don't understand. We had a civil war. I don't know what my point there is, but they act like this is the greatest fight that's ever been ever been waged. And it, first of all, you're waging the fight. You're just mad at these people, which is like, I don't know. I'd respect her more if she was to stop trying to act like she had a point. You know what I mean? It pissed me off when people are saying something that they just they just don't like a group of people. And they're like, you know, and let me, you know, try and make... I'm like, you just, you're just transphobic. I don't care. It would have been so much better if you just came up and you were like, oh, you're drinking Bud Light? I fucking hate trans people. And I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to talk to you, but thanks for saving us 30 minutes and you don't have to talk about stuff you learn on Facebook. Because it's like, this lady's obviously just lonely because she just shoehorned in. It started with holding a can of Bud Light and in 10 minutes, she's talking about banned books, you know? And it's like, what are we doing here? What what the fuck are we doing? What is this conversation right now? You're like a kid who just only wants to talk about the thing they want to talk about. It's nauseating to listen to you, okay? I do a lot of my own research. Well, that's great. I don't, and my life is great. Okay? My life is perfect. And it, it's just so, it's, it's odd, because it's like, I don't really know what they're afraid of. 
I guess they think they're all pedophiles, so they think trans people are going to, like, fuck their kids. But it's like, you you live in western Massachusetts. Your brother is fucking your kids, idiot. What do you think? What do you, what do you think's ha- the t- call's coming from inside the house? You think the people that your kids are in danger from are are trans people? Go go look up the pedophile map in your community and realize the next door neighbor that you've been letting watch your kids for 3 years is a pedophile, okay? Do some do some of that research, dummy. What are you talking about? Did, did, have you ever seen a pedophile? They're men who identify as men. And they hate themselves. And they were molested. And they are your brother. And they are molesting your children. They're not a woman 13 states away reading a book to a kid. Those are drag queens, sorry. But you get my point. I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm afraid of. But it's definitely not anything I see in the news. It's all, it's, what is this? Who cares? Why do we, who, what, huh? And I know I haven't said anything funny in, like, pretty much since the beginning bit of the Jacksonville thing, which wasn't even that funny. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I should talk to those people. Because I made a decision to not, when I was very young, I made a decision to not argue with people about stuff that I know they've kind of lost their mind in. I realized that was stupid arguing about politics in general unless it's somebody you really love and can really communicate with in a healthy way it's really not worth doing at all and I don't love this person so I'm not going to spend my time on them but I don't know maybe I should you know maybe I should just challenge her and ruin her day you know but the problem is it's like they don't actually say anything they just regurgitate like unsubstantiated statistics, or they just say they go, well, I saw a video of a person who's trans and they didn't like it, so. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, California Pizza Kitchen is really great. And sometimes people go to California Pizza Kitchen and they don't like it. Does that mean that we should burn all the California Pizza Kitchens down? Does that mean that California Pizza Kitchens don't exist? They do exist. And we should protect them because people are trying to hurt them. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like... And they just come up and they just, they're like, well, these are my four facts. What are your four facts? And I'm like, I don't have four facts right now. I'd like to talk to you like a person. And I'd like to ask you some simple questions. And if you could answer them not like a maniac, maybe we could get somewhere. First question, how many trans people have you met? And then she goes, well, you don't have to meet him. See it online. And you want to go, no, 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 no. How many trans people have you met? And, they, and maybe they'll say one, and I'll go, and what happened when you met them? And I go, well, they were walking down the street, and they were dressed in a way, and I'm like, okay, so here we are back at opinions and your perception of them and, and what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like it's not real. It's like this isn't – it's also insane to have a fight that's involving math when we're talking about people. You know what I mean? Like obviously statistics when it comes – whatever, it matters, sure. But if you're if there's all these people in the world that are like I feel this way and you're like, well, 35% of you it's like, what? What are you doing, Einstein? You a math guy now? Since when do you like math? You big numbers guy? Cuz you've been a fucking idiot stay-at-home mom, never even a thought of having a career or following a passion or excelling yourself or doing anything with your life. You've never even thought of that. But now all of a sudden you're a big statistics guy? When did that start? 
when'd you get into math, buddy? Huh? Now, now you're big on numbers. Now, now you're now you're Mister Numbers about the about the numbers of people that you hate. That whatever. It's like I don't know. I don't understand needing to understand everything. Do I understand all the science of sexuality and gender? No. Do I understand that people say things and I go, yeah, if that's the way you feel, then how could that be a lie? You know what I mean? It's like, that's how you feel. You're not lying. It's a lot of trouble to lie about that. People people give you guys a lot of, people give trans people a lot of guff. That's a weird thing to lie about. Imagine if you if you were like a cisgender person. And you look at the way trans people are viewed and treated in this country, and you were like, I'm going to lie about that and pretend to be that. It's most people discriminate against you. So why would you lie to be discriminated? Like, that's insane. That's like living in like a Jim Crow era and then being like, I'm going to pretend to be black. I think that would be interesting. Like, what are we doing here? Why do you, why do you think they're lying? I think they're telling the truth. They changed their whole life, and they got a lot of guff for it, but they pushed through to live that life. I think they're telling the truth. I don't think they're mentally ill. They're a normal person. They just feel this way, and they changed their life to feel better in their body. I don't understand how that's a lie. What is the part of that that is untrue? And what is being gained... And what is being done against you? It's like, listen, lady, you're the one making stuff up here. You're the schizophrenic, okay? You're the one who's out of your mind. You're a borderline personality idiot. And and your kids don't love you. And one of your kids is probably not going to have the exact identity that you want them to have. I'm not even talking about sex and gender. They just might be a goth. And you're not going to know what to do because you're a, you're a scared little... <coughs> you know what I mean? I'm sick of it. I don't know. Um, and I don't have any facts. I don't have any numbers. I don't have any statistics. But I know people that are trans, and they're nice. And they're doing their thing. And they don't bring it up. They just show up, and they're trans, and they ask you how your day's going. And that might blow some people's minds. I think these people think that if you meet a trans person, they just walk up and they're like, hello, I'm trans. Do you agree or disagree? It's never been my experience. They're actually usually uh, nicer people because they've uh, experienced adversity and usually understand that love... And treating people fairly is important. But you, you stupid slob with a union pipe fitter husband that pays for your Cheerios, don't understand that sometimes love is all you have. You don't really understand family. You understand fear because you're a dumbass. Okay, repeated myself about 95,000 times. Sorry about that. I'll tell you what. I went to Martha's Vineyard. I like Martha's Vineyard. It's an Oaks Bluff. We're around Vineyard Haven, too. Went around the island. It was fun. It's nice. I like what they do there. They got a lot of LGBTQ flags up. I think that's nice. 
I think it's even cooler that it's an island, Martha's Vineyard, you know? So there's all these, we're having arguments about Bud Light on one beach, but you go over to the island and they got the cutest little houses and, and it's gay as fuck, you know? And it's great. It's not even, it's not even gay, it's just chill as fuck. They just throw up the flags just to be like, hey, throwing up these flags just so you know you're not at your uncle's house anymore. You can, you can be cool here. You can, you can rock a crop top as a fella if you'd like. Nobody's going to give you any guff. You know what I mean? It's good. Beautiful houses there, though, you know? Beautiful houses. They board them up every winter. I'd love to have a house out there, but I never would because then I'd have to meet my fucking neighbors, and I, that would make me want to blow my brains out. So I was on that beach, and I was like, man, that's so great. If I ever had money, I'd love to get a little cottage out here or somewhere in the Cape and, uh, and, and summer here, you know? Or, you know, come for a week, rent it out, whatever. I'd love to be here. But then I realized, no, because you got to meet all your neighbors and in like an intimate way of like she had a kid and he's going to be and you got to come over one night to have a day. Like imagine I realize how horrible of a trap that would be is imagine you spend a hundred, you know, whatever you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a on a beach cottage, a million probably. What am I saying? And you're like, great, I get to go out there and just chill out. And then really what you've done is you've paid to then have to go have a dinner party that you don't want to have. That's an inescapable hell. I could not imagine anything worse. Imagine you get a beach house, and the only way to firmly enjoy it is you have to be a dick. You have to be the dick of the community. They go, yeah, that guy never talks to any of us. He never wants to hang out. We don't like him. He's not social. You have to be a grump just to have some time to yourself because... I'm just not good at it, and I don't care for it, but my my mom, she's been married to my stepdad for only a few years, and she already knows all the neighbors, what they did, who's the contractor. It's all, you know, you know, community? Yeah, I don't... I wasn't raised with that. I was not raised with community. I found a community. I like those people, and I would do anything for those people. But I would not do anything for everybody, which seems to be the perspective out there, which is exhausting. You know what I mean? But also, it's not real community. It's it's a community of, of people that they are feel comfortable with. But if a trans person got a beach cottage, uh, I would bet they would not be invited over to the barbecue. People would probably try and have them removed, you know, the way bigots do with people they hate. I don't know. And I'm not on a high horse here, okay? I'm not any better than anybody, but I am a lot skinnier than that lady, I'll tell you that much. I really liked all those people. I mean, I like, I like, she sucked, but everybody else, you know, was very nice and, and cordial and, and, and good people and, and interested in you and they ask questions and they care and, and I think that's great. And it does pain me that I kind of am just not interested in it. It, it really makes me feel bad that I'm like, why am I like such a dick? You go out there it's like, God, like, I'm really, like, not nice. Like, all these people are nice. They're all like, how are they? They want to know everything about you. And then I, I look at the way I act, and I'm like, oh, I'm, like, not social or interested in other people or nice to be around. I'm a pretty bad time, you know? And I wish I could be more like those people. But then... You hear those people's views on the world, and you're like, oh, I don't care. This is just a whole other community. Then you realize, oh, wait, no. 
this is just a whole community of people that treat each other this way. And I don't, I'm not part of this community and I never really will be. So I don't even really have to be good at it. You know what I mean? I'm the, the son of the Boston guy's California wife, you know? And yeah, you know, you get, you get to a point where you just go, you know what? Yeah, I guess I don't, I guess I don't love you guys. You know what I mean? And I love in the way of like love, love all your neighbors and love everybody. You get to a point where you're like, you know what? Um, no, I actually, I do kind of think you guys suck in a weird way. And I'm realizing I'm not like a really like a bad person for that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy because I'm not interested in anything you guys say or do. Maybe I am to you, but I don't care about you. You know, it's tough. It's just tough. And none of you are funny, which is really the, what's important to me. You laugh hard at your jokes, but they're not <laughs> but they're not funny. But they are not funny, you know. I should have told that lady I was pansexual. I wonder what that would have done. It's funny because if I told that, she would have been like, and I think that's fine, but you stay the hell away. You know what I mean? It's funny because she, she probably in the moment would have like backed off and tried to be polite about it, done the, you know, the Massachusetts equivalent of bless your heart, you know, but then, you know, she'd probably go and whisper to her whole family, like, don't go near him. He's evil, you know? I don't know. I'm more interested in, you know, the fact that we're we're going to die. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna die. And none of you seem to care or really be aware of that fact. You're really interested in Bud Light. And I'm not saying I'm smart or existential or I have a lot of conversations about death. I'm just making the point that it's like, you know, when somebody talks to you about like trans issues that they are not actually educated on but think they're educated on, and just go off for so long. You want to just go, hey, hey, hey. You know you're going to die, right? Like, you know that one day you will cease living, that all of this will be destroyed forever. And after you die, your children and everybody you know and has ever loved, they're also going to die and be destroyed. And the houses you live in will eventually be destroyed as well, either by man or by the earth finally just flooding or whatever. You know, you realize all this is just going away and it's moving really quickly and we're just a we're just a boop on the whole timeline of everything. We're just a really small part and in the universe we're really small. We're just a dot. You know what I mean? We're just a tiny dot and all this is happening on this tiny dot and you are really into the dot stuff. But there's a whole world outside of the dot stuff. There's a whole world outside of all these problems you're creating. And that is really like tragic and funny and incomprehensible that we live in like just an ever-expanding universe and we fucking die and nobody knows what happens. And that's the basis of everything that's funny ever. And we can sit and we could laugh and we could cry about it. And I'm not trying to be one of those, I hate small talk, let's talk about how space is. But I'm not talking literally talking about space. I'm just talking about every idea and every thought and every person and a thing you encounter. If you look at it through a lens of 
the fut- the futility of it all and how it all just breaks down and then everything's really funny. And I think you give a lot more love to people and it's more interesting to think about things that way. You take everything for granted. You take everything so seriously. You think everything has to be this way. I mean, imagine, it's like the Big Bang happens, the universe is created, the Earth is created, it's just molten lava for so long, it cools down, a bunch of water, algae starts growing on the shores of all the continents, and that's all the life in the entire Earth is just a tiny biosphere, just a tiny little line around the beaches. That's the only place it can exist, and then eventually... The seaweed starts, it moves out to the ocean. Fish are able to create, blah, blah, blah. Eventually we get on land, we come here. Civilization, well, the dinosaurs for 65 million years before that, let's remember, they existed for so much longer than humanity has ever existed. They re- it was their world, you know? They, they, had, they fucked and they had eggs and shit. And now I'm just Joe Rogan. But my point is, all this stuff happens. It's this whole progression. Even, even just look at the last thousand years of humanity, the kind of progression that's happened there. It's insane. And you have the gall to think that the way you think is right. Like, it's crazy. There's eight billion people on Earth, maybe nine. There's nine billion different ways of thinking. And then there's like so many more billions that have already died. That that's a bunch of different ways of thinking. And you think yours is like the way. Like that's. And you can't laugh at that. Like you can't sit back and think about how funny that is. Or how funny anything is. Like what's funny to you? You know what I mean? Like what is. Oh my God. Now I'm just losing my mind. I'm just thinking about it's like. It's all. And I'm sober right now. That's the crazy. It's all come to this. It's like we're all just been hurtling through space. So many people had to do so many things to get each of us to the place that we are, whether it's your grandpa jumping on a ship or it's the first humans walking out of the Great Rift Valley or the first mammal walking out of the ocean. So much stuff has happened. And you care about high school swimming? Like... Like, that makes me want to cry. Like, that's the saddest thing I can even comprehend. That all this is happening, and your children are growing in front of your eyes, but you don't really see it, because you only see your fears for their life. And you're just, you just got a flower, and you're just ripping it to death, and you're killing it, and you haven't looked at it once, and you really don't give a shit about anything. You don't really give a shit about anything you have to say, and you know that your life is is meaningless because you never did anything to give it any kind of meaning. You never pursued a passion. You never tried to excel yourself. You never followed your heart. You never, you never tried to learn something. You never tried to be better. You never tried to be your own God. Once in your entire fat, stupid life, and now you're on a beach lecturing my mother about the dangers of trans people and trying to beat around the fucking bush just because you saw a can of Bud Light and you won't even, she won't even really say it. She said some outright stuff, but she won't really say it. I hate trans people. She won't even say what she means when she's trying to say it. It's all a lie. Even when you talk about the thing, you still can't really admit it. 
and you don't even really hate him. You're just bored. You just realize you didn't do anything with your life. You fucked up. You never got anything going. You had these kids. And, and now the only thing you can do to insert any kind of importance or urgency into your life is to think that people are trying to fuck them and that they're, and that they're trans people trying to fuck them. That's the only thing you can do to justify your stupid, decrepit, sad existence. And it's a bummer, man. Like, it's a bummer. And there's people on both sides. You know, there's people that that just still just hate Trump so much, and I, he's the only cause of all the bad things in the world. And, and they do that because it's comforting. Instead of, hey, maybe, you know, complacency and, and nobody really coming together to form any actual community ever in this country, and with the times that they did form communities, they literally got firebombed or whatever the fuck. That's the sad truth. It's not just him, you know, but there's just all these people living the worst lives. The light in them has gone out, and they're just there just with an empty Bic lighter trying to light it with transphobia to feel something. And it's like, just, I don't know. Like, try and write a book, maybe, you know, about, like, you know... I don't know, a spaceship or something. I don't know. That's stupid. But do something. Please. Because, like, I know this podcast is stupid and it's not good and this episode wasn't funny. But the fact that I have a microphone and I have an audio interface and I have lights and I have my phone camera and I'm trying to make it better and I'm trying to get better at broadcasting and make this entertaining. I'm trying to pursue something, hopefully make some money so I don't have to have a fucking job I hate. I know it's all stupid. I know I'm one of so many guys trying to do this. I'm not really that talented. But it's I would so much rather be a failure than you, who is a real failure because you've never tried at all. You just hate trans people. And it's hard for people to really criticize your life because you're raising kids and you and you're you live in a house and things are fine for you and you're you're not really a loser, but to me, you're the biggest loser I've ever met. You have nothing to say. When was the last time you had a conversation about your own life that lasted more than 30 seconds? It was probably never. And it's because you have nothing to say about your own life, because you've never done anything in your own life, and it's not an interesting life. So you just fill it up with hate. I hate these people so much, and I, I hate them in a weird way, where it's not that like they necessarily affect me. But the thought of their lives and the fact that that's how they choose to live it is insane. Of all the sperm in the bunch, they got picked. A miscarriage didn't happen. They were born. Nothing was wrong. They've been alive up until this time. They did the same thing. They had kids. They live on Earth at a time when Earth is habitable. They're so lucky. We're all so lucky and they're mad that that people are identifying not as the sex they were born. Like, what? That's why I like the people that all they do is just be like, have you seen the new Ritz crackers? They have less holes than before, so they're a little heavier. I like those people more because it's like, you're living a nothing life, but, 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 you like the nothing, and you're good at the nothing, and you can talk about nothing forever, you're really good at it, and you're likable, and you're charming, and you're boring as fuck. 
but I like you, Aunt, you know? Aunt Bam Bam or whatever the fuck they call you, your stupid fake name. I like you, okay? I like that the new flavor of Cheese Whiz is your January 6th. You know what I mean? I like that that is the biggest thing that's ever happened. What I don't like is your sister, who lives the same life as you, but a very different one because she spends too much time on Facebook and she talks about how much she hates kids. It's really fucking weird. And I'm sorry that this wasn't funny. I tried to get off this topic. I don't know why I'm talking about it. I'm an idiot. But if if you are spending so much time Googling a group of people you hate, just put a gun in your mouth. And I'm not telling you to pull the trigger, but just put a gun in your mouth. And if your brain says, this is what we've been wanting the whole time, then there's your answer. You don't like your life. That's all it is. You talk to these people. You just go, you know, I think you just don't like your life. And I think if you were happy, you wouldn't think about these people. And even if you were still transphobic, you could maybe get to a point where you say, well, I can't change them, so I'm not going to think about them, you know? But I don't know. She beat me. I just spent my entire podcast talking about her. So, I mean, I don't know. She's my trans people. You know what I mean? She's the people I'm talking about. I'm telling people about her. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, well, yeah, my bad. Um, I don't know if this was interesting. I think it was pretty repetitive. I'm sorry about that. Uh, if you liked the episode, you know, leave a little comment. Let me know what you thought about it. Um, I am going to try and release this before next Wednesday. It'll just be a late episode, and then we'll have another episode on Wednesday. So you kind of get too close to each other. How about that? Good listening time for the fans out there, okay? Um, anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. And I love you.